The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Now a certain man, Lazarus, was ill. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with, his hair, with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent a message to Jesus. Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard this, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the people there just now are trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away. And many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when Mary heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met with him. The Jews who were with her in the house consoling her, 
Some may get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her were also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and the stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you will always hear me, and I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters in the Lord, on this fifth Sunday of Lent, the Gospel reading presents us with the narrative of the death of Lazarus and Jesus' intervention in raising him from the dead. I invite you to reflect with me briefly on this Gospel passage. In the first place, we see a very strange and surprising reaction of Jesus on hearing that his friend Lazarus was fatally sick. That Jesus waited two whole days before going down to Judea does not square with our conventional image of Jesus. In the entire gospel, we are more conversant with a Jesus who promptly hurries to the aid of people in need and who, in the case of threats to life, leaves everything behind in order to save life. Practically all the miracles carried out by Jesus in the Gospels point to this fact of a Jesus who leaves everything, whatever he was doing, to intervene to a concrete situation, to help in a particular situation. By contrast, in our passage today, the two sisters sent a message to Jesus 
a clear message. Lazarus, our brother, whom you love, is sick. The emphasis is on the fact that Lazarus was not just a friend of Jesus, somebody he loved so much, somebody very close to him. The fact that Jesus delayed two days is like an act of irresponsibility. It's like calling a friend, a close friend, somebody you trust in a moment of crisis, in a moment of emergency, telling the person to come and help you. And the person ignores your call, spent two extra days before coming to answer the call. That is the height of betrayal. That is hatred, one would say. And evangelist John reports that Jesus delayed. And one would ask, what kind of friend would do that? If you are my friend, you should respond to a a crisis call, an emergency call. Our expectation and that of the sisters is that on receiving this message, Jesus would promptly leave everything else behind and hurry with the fastest possible means to answer this message. To cure or perform a miracle, or at least to offer some words of consolation and hope to somebody, to his friend, who was at the point of death. And this is probably why on Jesus' arrival, the sisters did not hesitate to express their disappointment. They said to Jesus, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. One might be inclined, almost tempted to say, or accuse Jesus of being negligent, of being irresponsive and irresponsible towards a friend. Personally, I would think the same way. However, when Jesus arrived, everything changed. We saw a Jesus who was not actually far away, but somebody who entered into the logic of the situation. He expressed his humanity. And this, was one of the, this is one of the few occasions where we see Jesus crying. Jesus really wept on seeing the situation of his friends especially the pains of his family members. We could draw two lessons, at least, from today's gospel reading. First, our life on earth is in many ways marked by difficulties, challenges, frailty, sickness, debility, family crisis, lots and lots of challenges. Often, we are worried like the two sisters, Martha and Mary. We turn to God in times of crisis and distress. We cry out our hearts to God. We pray earnestly and hope that God will intervene on our behalf. Sometimes he does. And sometimes we have the feeling that he is delaying too long or is perhaps too busy with other people or probably he's too busy with other things, that he wouldn't answer our call. He wouldn't answer our prayers. Sometimes we are left with the nagging question, God, where are you? Where is your mercy? Where is your kindness? Where is your protection? Where is your guidance? You promised us abundance and providence. Where are they? 
Why all this suffering? And I must confess to you all, I have at various points in my life had to ask these questions. I've had to ask God, where are you? Why all these challenges? Why all these difficulties? And I believe some of us, if not all, at one point or the other in our lives, have had to ask these questions. Sometimes we even complain and reproach God in bitterness and resignation with the words of the two sisters of today. If only you were here, God, these things wouldn't have happened. Sometimes we are even moved to doubt whether God really exists, whether he really cares about us, whether he cares about our life, about our well-being, about our concerns. These are valid human concerns, valid human preoccupations. But the story of Lazarus today teaches us that God is always there. He really cares about us. We see a Jesus who expresses his humanity, who expresses in concrete terms his closeness to his people, who becomes one of them, who shares in their pains, who cries, who weeps, who feels what other people are feeling. This is the Jesus we know. This is the Jesus of the gospel of today. One who reassures us that even in our seemingly misfortunes, things will turn out positively in our favor if and only if we continue to trust in him. Another message of today's gospel is that at Easter we celebrate the definitive victory of Jesus over the powers of evil, over darkness, and over death. With the resurrection of Jesus, the tomb loses its darkness and death loses its life-destroying force. Most times we are scared of death. But the resurrection of Lazarus and ultimately Jesus is rising from the dead teaches us that it is no longer the de- death or grave that have the final words in our life. But Jesus assures us, I am the resurrection and the life, and anyone who believes in me would never die. We need not be afraid of death. Death and the darkness of the tomb no longer have the final words. Jesus has the final words. And so, my dearest friends in the Lord, in the midst of our life worries and anxieties, Jesus invites us today to unite ourselves with him who knows our pains and anguish, who himself walked the painful road to Calvary adding to death, and who was raised to life by the power of God. The gospel reading of today reminds us that the gloom and the darkness of Good Friday, because in life we have various Good Fridays, the various moments of sufferings of in, li- in life, they are for us moments of Good Fridays. But this Good Friday precede, but they do not overshadow the light and the brightness of Easter Sunday. So in spite of our daily experience of Good Fridays, we look forward in hope to that Easter morning, which will turn our sorrow into joy and our mourning into dancing. In the meantime, I invite you 
to pray, like the two sisters of today, Mary and Martha, and using the words of the psalmist, Lord, come to our aid. O Lord, in the moments of darkness of our lives, make haste to help us. Amen. <laughs>